0: Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. So to give you a quick gist of things, my name is Dakota, and the story takes place in the summer of 2017. I was with two of my friends who I'll call Brian and Nate. We were riding our bikes around our neighborhood like we did every day that summer, and there's this place right at the end of the road about one mile behind our house. There was some woods and there was some private property, but the guy that owned it, Tom, would always let us go there. Brian and Nate both called it the field, so we went there to fool around and throw rocks in the creek and just generally do random shit that kids do. It was kind of like our own little hangout spot. One time, we were walking around in an area of the woods that we hadn't been to yet. We were all walking down the path leading to the open field. Then, all of a sudden, I had heard a woman's voice say out loud, Get out! And it creeped me the fuck out. Brian straight up shoved right past me full on sprinting back up the path. And I looked out from behind the brush to see what he was so freaked out about. And then I saw it. There was a woman full on charging over with a fucking knife. As soon as I saw that, my 10 year old self tells Nate to run and I myself start booking it up the path. I was already crying hysterically. We all got on our bikes and rode all the way back down to my house. When we got there, We decided not to tell my grandparents because we didn't want to get lectured and have the cops called. But let me just tell you, that woman's voice and the way that she was coming at us with that knife, it really was a horrifying experience. We still went to that field all summer long after that. We were 10 after all, and we really wanted to have fun during our summer. I can fortunately say that nothing else ever happened after that experience, and thank God for that. This happened when my son was just 10 years old. My son had been playing baseball on a local team. My husband was one of the team's coaches, so I would sit in the stands and just cheer my son on. I had really liked the games, but I just wasn't really feeling it on this particular day. This one game was in the middle of June. It was extremely hot out and it was really muggy, with dark overhead clouds threatening a storm. The game seemed to be dragging, with sitting in the humid hot air and all. I had been drinking a lot of water even before the game had started. I also hit the concession stand a couple of times for a welcoming ice cold pop. So I went to use the restroom. I was washing my hands and i had heard a loud crack of thunder from right outside. Then two seconds later, the downpour of steady rain had started. I stayed in the bathroom to wait until it stopped pouring. The storm passed quickly and the rain had stopped. I walked out of the bathroom and I was shocked to see a totally empty park. Apparently they called the game and everyone had left. I couldn't call my husband to let him know that I was left at the park because my cell phone was left at home. So I had started walking to my house. It would be a bit of a hike, but it was doable. I didn't even notice the man standing and watching me just outside the park surrounding open gate. He was leaning on the fence, just waiting for me to pass him while walking out of that gate. He was wearing a t-shirt with shorts and had a baseball cap on backwards. He looked just like an average sane person, except for the crazy insane grin that he had going. I know this might sound dramatic, but it looked insanely evil. He was looking at me like I was an ice cream cone on a hot summer day. My heart started racing, and my legs felt like jello. I was scared shitless. I knew deep down that this man was up to no good. I slowed down my pace while trying to figure out what the hell to do. I had to go through the gate to get out of the park. The park was on a long road with very few houses on it. The closest house was about half a mile away from the park. The man knew that I was stalling. His grin then turned into a scowl. He had started getting fidgety and he was now looking right down the road. The skies once again darkened. Thunder had started to boom in the distance. I had really worried that no one would see him or now me with the storm coming in. I knew that I was caught like a rat in a cage with no way out. I could faintly see the man was now staring down the road. Was he looking at an oncoming car? I turned my neck and I looked in his same direction, but I couldn't see that far down the road as he could. It was starting to rain now and it was almost dark. I could now only see the outline of the man. He walked to the outer corner of the fence and then hid behind some of the surrounding bushes. All of a sudden, I saw headlights from a car coming. I started to run through the gate while waving my arms overhead, frantically trying to get the attention of whoever was in that car. The car slowed as it turned into the park's gate. I was so relieved to see that it was my husband. I was in a total panic attack by the time my husband reached me in the parking lot. I climbed in the car and I told him in between sobs all about the man. He didn't say a word. He backed up our car, facing the bushes, and turned on his brights. But of course, the man was long gone by now. My husband felt so bad about the whole thing. He thought that I drove to the game in my car as usual. My husband and son always drove separately as they arrived early to the games. He didn't know that my sister had actually dropped me off at the game this day. So when he saw that my car was at home but I wasn't, he came back to the ballpark to look for me. And all I can say is thank God that he did. Seriously. Thank God. The story takes place when I was in elementary school. I'd lived in a super small rural town where not really much crime ever happened. I mean, you'd have the occasional person arrested for stealing or something super minor, but that was really it. And overall, my town was really quiet. I'd spend most of my summer days playing outside with my neighbor, who had also been my best friend. We'd play in her front yard, mine, and we'd even walk around the neighborhood throwing sticks at yards or just something mindless like that. One day, my friend and I were sitting in my front yard pulling fists full of grass up, talking about who knows what. When a super old beat-up car drives past my house, I remember my friend saying something like, That's the ugliest car I've ever seen, or something along those lines. We made jokes out of it until that same car drove past again. A couple minutes later, and this time got a lot slower. We thought it was creepy, but we definitely didn't feel any kind of rising sense of danger due to our town being so quiet all the time. It wasn't until the car drove past a third time. I remember my friend and I standing up while watching the car. The windows weren't too tinted where you could see anything, but they were tinted enough to make out the driver's face. After a few seconds, the car stops for the slightest second directly in front of my house. A flash, similar to a camera flashing, sparked from inside the car. And that was all it took for my friend and I to then bolt inside and lock the door. How my house is set up, and this will be important for future reference, is a pretty small yet open layout. The front door was located in my living room with large bay windows that poured in sunlight. If you kept walking straight, you'd make it to my kitchen. But if you turned left from the living room, You'd make it straight to the hall where all the bedrooms and bathrooms were. Anyway, Fast forward to about a week after the incident. I was sitting in class with a group of my friends and they were talking about seeing a beat up car creep around their neighborhood. And I felt my heart sink into my stomach. I mentioned something like, Holy crap, you guys saw that car too? Or something. And they had mentioned that they thought the person driving had taken a photo of them or something. I practically felt the weight of the world get taken off my shoulders. Because after I had told my mom about the incident, she had spent days telling me I was being dramatic and that I was just imagining things. I eventually ended up forgetting all about that situation, and I spent the next two or three weeks playing and messing around with my best friend. You know, the usual things kids do. Her parents ended up going out of town for a few days to deal with some family issues. And with her parents and my parents being close, they gestured to watch her kids until they got back. It was a weekend, and my best friend, her older brother, my older brother, as well as I, decided to play hide-and-seek in the dark. I made it clear to everyone that hiding in my closet, or any of the bedroom closets for that matter, was off-limits. I'm not really sure why, thinking back on it, but I think it's because my closet was super messy, and I just didn't want anyone getting hurt trying to hide in the pile of junk. It was eventually my turn to seek everyone out. I ended up finding my friend first, then we both worked together to find the boys. We had searched the kitchen, the bathroom, and laundry room as best as we could in the dark, mainly using our hands as our eyes. We'd eventually made it into my room, where my friend and I picked up at the top section of my bunk bed. Nobody was there. We searched under my comforters and inside my closet, just in case they decided to break the rules. Again, nobody was there. I don't know what caused it, but my friend and I both just stopped in our tracks and turned around. We saw the silhouette of somebody's head and shoulders, and without a second's hesitation, I grabbed her hand, and we both went screaming into the living room. Both of our brothers stumbled into the living room with their phone's flashlights on, and they looked like a deer in the headlights, completely confused but knew something was wrong with how scared our screams were. I yelled at my brother repeatedly that we saw somebody's shadow through the blinds of my window. My best friend standing next to me just nodded her head wordlessly. She'd always been the type of girl to have something to say for everything, but for once in her life, she was actually too stunned to speak. My brother, who was in high school at the time, had took her brother with him to go check outside. When they came back in, they both looked equally as petrified. Their eyes were wide, and their lips were parted in disbelief. My brother had found a pair of footprints starting from the street, And sure enough, they went all the way up to my bedroom window. My brother woke up my dad and told him all about the situation, hoping that he'd take my brother a little more serious than he did me. He stayed awake and he sat in the living room with the four of us for a few hours until we all felt comfortable enough to fall asleep. It was about a month later when I had heard that a 50-something-year-old man had apparently got arrested for watching young girls through their windows as they got dressed. I'm not sure who that was attempting to look through my window, but it's been about nine years, and I've never seen that same car since. I live in a two-story house now, but I still always make sure to keep my blinds and curtains shut once the sun starts to set. And to that creepy, strange person who tried peeping on my friends and I, I honestly really hope that you're locked up and you spend the rest of your life in that cell. For context... I'm a female in my early 20s, and this happened to me when I was 12 or 13. It was summertime, and it was hot as hell outside. My mom and I usually went to this local lake to go swimming in. My mom didn't really swim with me, but we always had fun there. So on this day, my mom had asked me if I wanted to go to the lake. I agreed, and I got my swimming things. My mom packed some towels, sunscreen, and snacks, as well as some water for me whenever I got out. We went there, and I put on waterproof sunscreen on and went out in the water. My mom was just in her truck reading a book. My mom wasn't too worried since I didn't go out that far. Plus, the lake didn't really get that deep until the midway in. Later on, a station wagon pulled up right next to my mom's truck. I didn't really pay it any mind. I just kept swimming around the area I was in. The guy that got out of the station wagon came up to the shore and watched me. At this point, I felt creeped out. The guy had gestured for me to come closer, and I did just a little, but I stayed in the water. He asked if I was alone and where my parents were. Right at this moment, I knew what was happening. Stranger danger. I nodded and said, uh, my mom, and he smirked at me and asked, well, I don't see her around here. Where is she? I then pointed at the driver's seat, and his eyes went over towards the driver's seat and saw my mom she was looking up from her book now confused on what was happening the guy then freaked out and ran towards a station wagon and then sped off before my mom came out and asked who I was talking to I told her what happened and she seemed really freaked out about it she then praised me for being so composed and calm and for also not going towards the man I'm absolutely certain that the man would have kidnapped me and done unspeakable things I definitely dodged a bullet that day I want to start this off by saying that this is a true story, and I wouldn't make something like this up. I also haven't told this story to anyone because it still really scares me today. I have epilepsy, and sometimes if I get too stressed out or do too much of something, I'll have a seizure, but they don't usually last that long. The first one happened when I was three, the second when I was seven, and the third when I was about ten, and the fourth is when this happened. I was going into seventh grade and it was summertime. My friends and I always liked to sneak out and meet up with each other, even though some of us lived a few hours away from one another. This particular night was really hot and we wanted to hang out in the woods and smoke. Once we all met up by the fence of my backyard, we walked into the woods. It was me, my friend T, my friend E, J, and my brothers M and A. The woods behind my house are usually full of homeless people. But one side isn't, so we went to the side where nobody would see us. We got deeper into the woods, and we couldn't really hear anything besides nature, so we started to talk and smoke. Everything was fine for about 15 minutes, until we then heard leaves being walked on near us. We immediately tried to hide everything and act like we weren't doing anything, because weed is illegal in my state, and homeless people are aggressive, and if they don't get what they want, they'll usually go snitch. We heard someone further away from us then say, I bet it's those fucking kids. And we started to panic. Tay told us we needed to hide so whoever was out there wouldn't do anything or then find us because they sounded really angry and they didn't seem to be alone. We decided the best idea was first to try and hide in the tall trees near us. We had to climb up the trees and stay as silent as we could. My brother started to laugh because he was really nervous and he then quietly whispered for him to shut up. The walking kept coming closer and closer to us, and we didn't know what to do besides get in the trees faster. Once we were in the trees, I'd started to panic, and T and Jay, who were with me in the same tree, were trying to calm me down. We saw a light flash around the trees, and behind the light was a man with a really huge gun, and also a woman with a gun behind him. The three of us in the tree covered our mouths and noses to try and make our breathing quieter, but I don't think it was working. The man started to scream, Come out, we're the cops. And I was thinking that the man was lying and I was just about to say that to T and J. But as I opened my mouth, they then put their hands over my mouth. The man shined his flashlight by the tree that all my other friends were supposed to be in and I started to panic a lot more. I'd started to have a seizure and my friends tried to help me the best way they could without making too much noise. The man had shined his flashlight towards the woman and we saw that he was wearing a badge and a vest that said my county's name with sheriff on it. And Jay then whispered, fuck, it's the fucking cops. My seizure only got worse from there and my friends didn't know what to do. I tried to grab onto a branch, but it ended up breaking and falling down to another part of the tree. And I almost fell out of the tree and made a scared noise. The cop then shined his light over the area of the noise and I swear he saw my arm. He ended up coming closer to the tree, but not right up to it. And he looked one more time, but without his light. The cop then said, All right, let's just go home. It's probably just some kids hiding from their parents. And they started walking the other way. We ended up staying in the woods until about 6 a.m. and I was really exhausted from having a seizure and I had to take my medicine when I got home. I never told my mom because I didn't wanna get in trouble even though she needs to know when I have a seizure because we usually have to go to the doctor after it happens, but I thought she would get mad at me or something. It's been years and I just graduated high school, but I was reminded of this story because a few months ago, my brother had died and the cops came to our house to notify us. And when I came out to ask what happened, the cop who was speaking kind of looked at me like I was familiar to him. There was also one morning when I was driving to the gym and the gate to the woods was open and the cops were searching for someone and my mom had told me, Never go in those woods. The homeless people are always up to no good. And the sheriff lives close and is always in there.